Good morning, all listeners. It is Saturday, January 7th, 2023. It is 8.25 a.m. Pacific Time, and this is episode 208 of Ball Talk with Boogie and the Baron. Ah, Boogie! And I am the Baron, ladies and gentlemen. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! 2023, baby! Happy New Year! It is the 7th of January, 2023. We are seven days into the new year. We haven't got a chance to meet with you guys since last Saturday's New Year's Eve episode 207. Did pretty well, 54% against the spread. We turn a new year, new sports, new year, same cap and baby. Boogie, happy new year, brother. Happy new year, Baron. Uh, hope you had a great week uh, after this new year has started. We are uh, rocking and rolling here, man. It's been great so far. A lot of exciting news. And uh, first off, I know that we're going to go to college basketball, but got to give a shout out to DeMar Hamlin, the horrific uh, situation that happened with him on Monday night, and uh, we are all in his prayers. We are working to uh, get him better with these prayers that we have. Uh, Great news that he is now doing a lot better, and uh, we just wish him well. You know, I got a personal connection with DeMar Hamlin, being that he's a Pittsburgher from McKees Rocks, went to Pittsburgh Central Catholic High School, um, teammates with Dane Jackson on the Bills. They were they were college teammates at Pitt. Kenny Pickett played with him. So I, I've known him for quite some time, and uh, it's good to see that he is progressing in the right direction. I was watching that Monday night game live. That was a scary sight. I think everybody in the sports world was kind of taken aback by it, and uh, our prayers are helping. And uh, yesterday, DeMar actually video called the Bills, did a little flex, made the heart sign, and he's uh, he, he's getting better. So Big shout-out to DeMar. I'm glad everything's getting better with him. And, and I think it's the perfect way to start this episode is, is shouting out DeMar and, you know, obviously wishing his his friends, himself, his family, and his teammates um, peace in this time. And, and I think that uh, it's going to be good for them going forward. I think he's, he's going to make a full recovery, and that's what we're hoping for. So it was the scariest thing I've ever seen on a football field, and uh, – it's good to see that he is getting better. No doubt, no doubt. I mean, it was just something that uh, was just unreal for all of us to watch. Uh, live millions of people watching this, and uh, you know, there was a lot of a lot of angst and a, yeah. a lot of uh, people that were just worried for him, and not just Demar, the football player, but Demar, the human being. So, yeah. uh, definitely want to make sure that we uh, give a shout out to him, Boogie and Baron, over here looking live to uh, get. Uh, Everybody interested in what we say, but of course, thoughts go out to him, and uh, that comes first and foremost. I think that's a great way to, to start the show. I mean, it, honestly, it was hard to really concentrate on anything else once that happened. Um, this whole week has just been waking up every morning, checking your phone, trying to, to get updates, and it seemed like every day things were progressing and getting better and better, and... Um, now he's you know breathing on his own. It was great. I mean, the, yeah. the, the first thing he asked was, "Did, Did we, we win?" win? And yeah. they said the doctor said, "Yes, Demar, you won the game of life." I mean, yeah. I thought that was Beautiful. poetic and great from yeah. the doctor's standpoint. Yeah. Um, he still got a little bit of a, a road to go, but uh, very very positive news there, and we're yeah. very happy to hear uh, that he is progressing. We also want to give a big shout out to all the doctors and nurses at that Cincinnati hospital that have been uh, yes. taking great care of Demar this week, as well as um, 
I gotta look this up because I don't want to screw up the name. Um, it was awesome. I mean, just watching uh, everything that he uh, has gone through, uh, and the and yeah. all of the his teammates and yeah. everyone from the sports world as well. Yeah, I know LeBron and uh, several other sports figures uh-huh. outside of the sport of NFL football has has also been praying for him too. I want to shout out to Denny Kellington. He's one of the assistant uh, trainers for the Bills. He was actually the one that gave Demar CPR on the field and got that got that heart pumping again. So. Yeah. Big Great. time shout out to Denny Kellington. Um, if you guys don't know the name, look him up. He's been all over the, the sports world as a trainer. He's been with the Bills. Um, great guy, obviously, was a big component in this progression for DeMar. And and one more thing about this situation is DeMar has a, a charity that he does. And before um, before this all happened, he was at... Uh, he was at about twenty five hundred bucks. Twenty five hundred dollars was his goal and, for and, for toys. Yeah, and now I believe. I mean, I don't know if this has changed, but as of yesterday, he was over three million dollars. Three million. We are up to over nine million dollars. Nine million. Nine million dollars. Just this fund. Man. This GoFundMe is just unbelievable. Uh, a lot of the uh, the guys uh, that are in the sports world, I know. Uh, TB12, Tom Brady for uh, for number three, Demar Hamlin's number. Uh, did three thousand uh, dollars donation, and a lot of these guys are just all yeah. taken aback by his uh, charity, yeah. and uh, it's just an unbelievable. And I, I honestly, I can't wait for when he does recover and he is able to talk to the public yeah. uh, to see what he says about even just the charity um, yeah. because it was just unbelievable. This is a beautiful thing to see because in a world full of hate where it seems like there's more negative and bad things happen than good, um, it was good um, for all humanity for people to come together during this time and and be able to be so positive and, and, and the way that everybody has been thinking about this kid you know, he's a young kid, 24 years old, and, you know, the way that everyone, not just donating, but just kind of taking a step back from every everyday normal life and actually coming together to, to support what's going on here, it's a beautiful thing to see, and you don't, you don't see that very often. Usually, we live in a world now where there's a lot of hate, there's a lot of bad things that happen um, that we always try to get through together, and, and this, they turn something really bad, I think, into a beautiful thing and a positive thing. And um, just shout out to him again, man. I Great think that, job. I think this was, you know, the best way to start the start the pod and you know, shouting him out. And you know, now we have football again, and and that's going to be something that we touch on, you know, not just today but tomorrow as well. Um, there are a couple of games today that we're going to go through. We have the last week of the regular season. Um, we can actually finally concentrate on that I believe in a sense and uh, try to figure out what's going to happen in these in these games there's a lot riding on the on the two games we have today as well as the full slate of NFL tomorrow a lot of things a lot of teams still alive a lot of things can happen um, to get this playoff bracket we'll go into detail on the full um, scenarios and stuff tomorrow during episode 209 our NFL special um, you know there's neutral sites involved there's coin tosses there's a lot going on a lot of crazy stuff um, going on but I think the NFL did a good job and you know there's mm-hmm. no perfect solution but I think they did a good job in all in all of, of handling this so we'll dive into NFL a little bit later we also have obviously tomorrow um, we'll give out our national champion we have a national championship game on Monday night TCU against Georgia bowl as, season uh, is just about over Georgia gets by Ohio State for 42-41 in one semifinal. Uh, Georgia looking to repeat as national champs. 
TCU upsets Michigan as a, as a big underdog. So TCU just keeps on fighting. Uh, TCU, Georgia, Monday night for the chip. So we will talk about that tomorrow as well. But um, what I want to really start with here is this college basketball slate. And Boogie and I have 10 college games, and we have two games uh, today in NFL. So we're going to give out 12 total picks for today. College basketball is up and running. Uh, it's about that time of year where it really gets going. Uh, conference play is in full swing. Both these teams have played about 15, 16 games already. We're about halfway through the season. We have a conference slate. And we're about two months away from conference tournaments. So a lot to talk about in college basketball um, and obviously, once football's over, we'll be able to dive even more deeper and get you guys the smaller schools and just like how we do it every year. But um, the, the first game on our slate today, Boogie's first selection here is we go to the Big 12. This game's in about 30 minutes. Texas and Oklahoma State. Uh, Texas is coming in number six in the country. They're 12-2. and two. They're 1-1 one one in the Big 12. They're coming off a 116-103 loss to Kansas State at home earlier in the week. Oklahoma State upset West Virginia earlier in the week, 67-60. Um, they've been playing pretty well. They have a two-point loss on New Year's Eve at Fog Island against Kansas. This team's been playing well, 9-5, 1-1. Both teams are fighting for the uh, NCAA tournament. Oklahoma State notably is off of that band so they can make it. A lot of turmoil going on with Texas. They just fired head coach Chris Beard earlier in the week. He obviously has a, a uh, an assault charge right now that he's fighting. Um a lot of people are saying maybe Texas jumped the gun. You know, there's there's different sides of this story, but the bottom line here is is you could see that Texas wasn't really ready to play earlier in the week. Um, Chris Beard was supposed to come in and turn that program around, and he was doing a good job, and now you he's gone. So it's it's tough, and you have a um, a three three and a half point road favorite here for Texas and. I'm with you, man. I, I I don't know if I can uh, lay points with Texas on the road at this point without their coach. Yeah, Kansas State actually took care of business, uh, I believe, by 13 earlier this week, 116 to 103 over Texas. Uh, we uh, see now what happened with Texas's uh, issues uh, with Chris Beard and uh, not going to stand for his nonsense regardless of what happened. He did recruit and took in some transfers uh that actually Marcus Carr uh, has been playing outstanding ball. This Texas team, you know, coming in number six, has been playing really well. And uh, shout out to their uh, interim coach that's been helping out. But uh, I think that uh, this is something that is going to be tough for them to come o- overcome. I think that they're going to stumble a little bit. And to play on the road against this Oklahoma State Cowboy team that's ready to play. Uh, last Saturday, they only lost by two to Kansas. They've won three out of four. Um, and of course, they are at home, which is huge in college basketball, as we know. True. Uh, they're eight and five against the spread, six and one overall uh, at home outright. I'm going to go ahead and take Oklahoma State uh, plus three. They also uh, look for a outright cover, uh, outright win. I think yeah. they have a good shot to win as well. But I like yeah. it in a close game. Oklahoma State plus three. Upset alert here. You know, you know the drill. We're a broken record. I uh, think they're going to win. Take the points. They're getting three at home here against the Texas team that seems decimated. And when you look at the Big Twelve as a whole, Boogs, you know Joe Lenardi has every team in the Big Twelve in the tournament, with the exception of Texas Tech, who's the net, who's the first four out. The Big Twelve this year is possibly. Could be the best team, the best conference in all the land with all these teams. Like, I was watching TCU play Baylor the other night, and it was a fantastic basketball game. game. 
TCU wins 88-87 on the road at Baylor, and the announcers were talking about how every game in this conference is going to feel like an NCAA tournament game because all these teams right now are in the tournament. I don't think it's ever happened where every team in a conference has made the tournament, but this could be the year. These teams, top to bottom, if you, I mean, we're looking at the standings as we speak. Every team on this list looks like an NCAA caliber type of team. And you know what? Uh, there are checks and balances, and, and of course it'll balance out because you know conferences uh, have great seasons. Some are down. Uh, ACC is down right yeah. now. Uh, so, of course, those teams that are in the ACC probably lose out to a few of these uh, lower-tiered schools from uh, this Big 12 conference right now. But, but the Big 12 is playing really well, so you got to give them the, the, the nod there for those uh, those extra uh, selections. And, and that's yeah. what it is. They're playing really well. They're great teams in that conference. Yep. A lot of great coaches. Uh, the transfer portal has helped out a lot of these schools. And uh, I, I agree. I, I look for a lot of these teams to make it to the, to the tournament. I'm excited to see a Big 12 all year long. We're a couple games in. Kansas, Kansas State, TCU, Iowa State, top the conference at 2-0 in conference right now. So uh, Boogie's first pick nonetheless, though, Oklahoma State, who's 1-1 one one, against Texas, who's 1-1. One one. Oklahoma State getting three points for Boogie's first selection. Um, my first pick, I'm also going in an unranked matchup to another really good conference right now that's, got, that's very, it seems like it's top-heavy, but... Um, that should bring some value in the tournament is the Big East. And it's going to be a matchup of Providence and St. John's. Ed Cooley, Boogs, he got this Providence team playing fantastic. They are 5-0 and in the Big East. Leaders of the Big East right now. Xavier's 4-0 right on their heels. But a 5-0 and Providence team in the Big East. Getting in the Big East play early and handling business. St. John's. This seems like to be the same story every year with the Johnnies, man. And every year, St. John seems to have this outlandish expectation when they come in the Big East play. They always have this really good record. They came into Big East play 10-1 overall, but they're 1-4 in the Big East. Mm. Um, it seems every year the Johnnies get into Big East play and they start faltering a little bit. Kentucky transfer Bryce Hopkins has actually been the best player for Ed Cooley's team. Uh, Bryce Hopkins was a Kentucky reserve last year. He transfers to Providence to be the star. He's playing um, alongside Jared Bynum, who's been their point guard for a number of years. So they got leadership there. Bryce Hopkins averaging 16-9 and nine a game. I think the difference here is the defensive side of the basketball, where Providence has held their last three appoint, uh, opponents to under 61. They're coming off a 73-61 win against UConn, who's been on fire too. Um, they held Butler to 59, and uh, or Butler to 52, and DePaul to 59. I think Providence here. I'm looking at Providence laying six and a half right now um, per Caesar Sportsbook. I'm going to buy that hook down to six, and I, I'm going to lay the six with the Friars here, books. I think Providence is a very good basketball team. They're on fire, they're balanced, and they play good defense. And I think St. John's is in for a rude awakening when they go up there today. And that's going to be my first pick. Providence minus six. That game's at nine o'clock on Fox Sports 1. Um, we're looking for your second pick here, a little bit of a, of a redemption game for the Duke Blue Devils. Mm-hmm. We watched Duke get blasted again on the road, 84-60 at North Carolina State last week. They are 2-2 two and two in the ACC. You mentioned earlier the ACC is in the bit of a struggle right now. Um, obviously, it's the first year under new head coach John Shire, who had a really good recruiting class. Duke's one of the youngest teams in the country, playing a lot of freshmen. But the, the couple times that they've went on the road this year, they've lost by double digits. A 24-point loss at North Carolina and an 11-point loss at Wake Forest. 
They may get a breath of fresh air here today, though, as they visit a Boston College Eagles team who's 8-7 and seven and 2-2 two and two in the ACC. Um, right in the middle of the pack here, Boston College obviously had that really good run in the ACC tournament as being last place last year. They made it to the semis. Um, Boston College in a rebuilding mode this year, only 8-7, and seven, but they are same record as Duke in the conference. Duke's looking to separate themselves today, though, up at Chestnut Hill. Yeah, Duke uh, already beat them December 3rd, 75-59. Uh, big uh, story out there, though, is uh, Jeremy Roach will not be playing for Duke Blue Devils today as he's re-injured his, his toe. Um, I still don't think that that is enough for me to sway against Duke. Um, I got to think that they're going to have a big bounce back today. Boston College is not very good. Uh, you're laying under 10 with this Duke team that looks like John Shire uh, is going to have this team ready to go uh, on the road. I like them minus 8.5. Uh, I think they can win by at least uh, 10 to 12 points here. Give me Duke minus 8.5. I'll buy the hook to minus 8. All right, Duke minus 8, getting the hook off your bet. A potential double-digit win for Duke. I mean, they... You would think they got to come back strong after getting embarrassed up there at North Carolina State earlier in the week. So, big bounce back spot for Duke. Lay the eight on the road per, per books. Um, that's at 10 o'clock on the ACC Network. I go back to another 9 o'clock spot, and I go back to the same conference, the Big East, and I look at a UConn Huskies team who won their first 14 games, Boogie, and now they're sitting here 3-2 and two in the Big East. That, that'll happen to you. You, you, have a good, you have a great non-conference Record, you come into conference play, and you get beat up a little bit. That's what's happening with the Huskies here. Creighton, who was preseason favorite to win the Big East Conference, is 3-1 three and, three and one in conference. Both teams have played very, very good schedules up to this point. Um, Creighton's one of the best teams in the country. UConn, though, 11-4-1 against the number this season in, in their games that they have played. And um, I'm looking at UConn here to, um, to, to bounce back. Um, they're at home. You know, the last time Creighton went on the road, they uh, they lost 69-58 to Marquette. And uh, UConn's been great at home, so I think uh, this is a good spot to grab the Huskies here in a bounce back after losing two in a row on the road, coming back home and taking on a Creighton team. I think UConn at 9 o'clock here on Fox takes care of business. I'm going to lay the seven points with the UConn Huskies. Bounce back spot, they beat Creighton convincingly. We go now to the Big Ten Conference and. Perhaps the most interesting line of the day, 10.30 ESPN2, the number 14 ranked team in the country, the Wisconsin Badgers against Illinois. Illinois is quietly 0-3 in the Big Ten, 9-5. They're starting to get themselves on the bubble. They had a good uh, a good non-conference schedule. Wisconsin has over-exceeded so far, uh, preseason unranked. 11-2, 3-0 in the Big Ten. Weirdest line of the day with uh, Illinois laying seven points. I, I'm not really understanding this minus seven for Illinois. Yeah, Wisconsin right now is playing great ball. Uh, they are getting seven points on the road. Uh, the last 11 games uh, these two teams have met, the road team has won and uh, is eight and three uh, against the spread. Uh, Illinois is probably the more talented team, um, but it's weird because like we see some of these other teams, like even a team like UNLV that's played great in uh, non-conference uh, this season and then all of a sudden fall apart in the conference yeah. uh, uh, conference play so far. Uh, yeah, Illinois is at home 0-3 in the Big Ten and Wisconsin 3-0. and 
Uh, also, last four road games for Wisconsin, they're also 4-0. I'm going to go ahead, and I think this is too many points for Wisconsin to, to not cover. Give me Wisconsin plus 7. I'm with you, man. That's Boogie and I's third combo pick here, Wisconsin plus 7. I do find it really weird, and this isn't something I normally do. When you look at the standings here in the Big Ten, you have a team that's tied for last place spotting the team that's tied for first place 7 points. That is weird. Proceed with caution, but I got to take the seven with the Badgers until they tell me otherwise. I mean, another another thing here. I mean, Wisconsin plays great defense, and they're shooting the lights out on the three. So yeah. that should be a very interesting game, and and don't be surprised if Wisconsin wins this game outright. Hundred percent, and that was also um, that was also a combo pick too, back to back. I also like Duke minus the eight. So Boogie and I on Duke minus eight. Boogie and I also on Wisconsin minus seven. So so far. If you got your pens and pads out, I got Providence, UConn, Duke, and Wisconsin. Boogie got Oklahoma State, Duke, and Wisconsin. So both of us on Duke and Wisconsin today, two blue bloods. Get to the window with them for sure. We go back to the the Big 12 where we talked about how amazing this conference is, and it pits another NCAA tournament type of game between Iowa State and TCU. Jamie Dixon got potentially his most talented team since he's been down at Texas Christian. Um, reminds me of one of his old pit teams, you know, getting the one seed and making that run years ago. They're 13-1, 2-0 in conference, coming off a big road win at Baylor earlier in the week. Iowa State also looking good. They beat Oklahoma and Baylor. So both teams, common opponents, they beat Baylor. Iowa State beat Baylor at home. TCU beat them on the road. Both teams are 2-0 in conference play right now. So both teams sitting atop of the uh, the Big 12 standings books. What gives here between TCU and Iowa State? I mean, Iowa State's uh, a great team. They're playing great this year. They got a kid named Caleb Grill that I don't know if anybody has really heard about him. He actually was sitting on the bench for UNLV. I mean, this kid is light, uh, lighting it up over there at, in, in, uh, in Ames. And uh, I like them. I really do. I like them today. I think that five and a half points to me is uh, too many points. And I'm taking Iowa State. I think they can keep it close with TCU. Uh, TCU also having a great season. Uh, but I think Iowa State can cover plus five and a half. All right. Iowa State plus five and a half. And we have our first drink bet of the new year, baby. Oh, no. I'm going to lay the five and a half with TCU at home. I think the way they play the defense is really good. And they are led by Mike Miles, who does it all, and Eddie Lampkin, who they call him Baby Shaq. I think TCU at home here. I think home court is huge in college basketball. And I think it's time to, uh, to maybe lay some points here. So first drink bet of the day, Boogie. Got Iowa State plus five and a half. I'm on TCU minus five and a half. You went off the grid for this one. We were originally only going to do ranked teams. I found Providence, and you found a Pittsburgh team who is absolutely on a roll. They are in position to be in position. Pittsburgh is to make the NCAA tournament eleven and four, starting in conference four and zero in the ACC, taking full advantage of a weak conference right now, and they are on a roll. Them in Clemson. Battle of the top two teams in this conference, Boogie, early on. Both teams 4-0. Winner of this game gets into next week as the leaders of the ACC. 
Pretty low line, though. Pitt at home, laying a, laying a short two and a half. Yeah, Pittsburgh minus two and a half right now. I'm going to take them on the money line, minus $1.40. Uh, at home, they've also beat Carolina by two and number 11, Virginia, earlier this week by three. This Pittsburgh team is taking a lot of people by surprise, so watch out for them. Uh, last year, I was calling out Miami. I think I'm going to be looking at this Pittsburgh team a yeah. little bit more this year. Give me Pittsburgh Panthers, minus... 140 on the money line. Pitt's got some good wins, Boogs. They're coming off back-to-back wins against Virginia and North Carolina, who was the preseason number one. So this team's no slouch. They can play defense. Boogie on Pitt money line to beat Virginia or to beat Clemson at minus 140. I lead off my sixth pick of college basketball with drink bet number two of 2023. Mm. Xavier Musketeers, Villanova Wildcats. Villanova under Kyle Neptune, they've taken a little bit of time to figure things out, but they've really turned things around. They're eight and seven, they're two and two in the Big East. They got to fight for position here. Every win counts. This is a good opportunity for Villanova to pick up a quality win. Xavier is four and0 in the conference right now. They're on a roll. Um, a very good basketball team. And right now, for some reason, the unranked team that's 8-7 and seven is spotting points to an 18th seed right now. I don't know why. I went with, I went with Wisconsin. I was kicking around the idea of which unranked team was going to beat a ranked team, and I think I found it with Villanova. Caleb Daniels is back. He's their best player. And I think Villanova gets a quality resume-building win today and beats Xavier at home. Villanova money line minus 120. I mean, Xavier's got Jack Nunn. She's a seven-footer that's just uh, going to pound inside. Uh, this Xavier team also has got a lot of offensive weapons. Villanova is not the Villanova of past. I'm sorry, my friend. I got to go with Xavier. They got a lot of impressive wins, taking care of business. Recently against Seton Hall, uh, 73-70. Uh, they beat St. John's on the road, 84-79. And just beat number four, Connecticut, 83-73 at home. Uh, this Villanova team, again, not a good season so far, only 8-7. and seven. I get it. It's a young team. Caleb, uh, Caleb Daniels coming back. I don't, yeah. I don't think that's going to matter, though. Give me Xavier with the better team this year. Give me Xavier. And we are looking at a line of what? Uh, plus two. I'll take them plus two. All right, giving, getting a couple buckets, drink bet number two. And this is going to be drink bet number three and our final drink bet of the day and our third drink bet of 2023. And I can't believe that this is actually a drink bet. And we, we kind of chuckled <laughs> we kind of chuckled about this pre-show. And I cannot believe that this is going to be a drink bet. The Washington State Cougars come in 6-10 and ten and 1-4 and four in conference. They visit the number five team in the country, the Arizona Wildcats, who have won 11 in a row. They're 14 and 1, 3 and 1 in conference. Boogie, Arizona just played Washington two days ago, laying 18 and a half. They win by three. And now you're getting such good value on the line because now they're playing a worse Washington State team at home, laying 12. If there was ever a time to get on Arizona, now is the time. The lines are deflated, the markets have crashed on them. You're getting them, you're buying low, and you're selling high. Unbelievable. Arizona minus 12 for my next pick, and you're not going to believe, and I can't believe, that Boogie is actually going to fade Arizona. I am. Um, 
You know, I've starting to learn a little bit. Uh, <coughs> don't continue taking favorites that can't cover. And Arizona, although they have an impressive only one loss, they can't cover. They yeah. are not a cover team. And uh, UCLA also lost almost to this Washington State team. They only won by one. Uh, they lost in overtime to Utah. They did cover against UCLA. And they beat USC by 10 points. Um, Arizona, again, I'm not saying they're going to lose this game by no means. But Washington State's defense will be able to contend a little bit. With this great high-powered offense in Arizona, I don't know what it is. Maybe they look ahead to the next couple games they're playing against the Oregon teams, Oregon State, Oregon. Give me Washington State plus the points. Wazoo. Plus 12. Never thought I'd see the day. Got 12 and a half, my friend. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, 12 and a half. All right, even better. All right. Well, I actually lied. We do have one more drink bet, but before we go there, I want to talk about a team that not a lot of people know about, no. and now we are going to be educating them on this team. Take a good look right now at the Charleston Cougars. 15-1, and 3-0, in CAA play right now. And I'll tell you this, man. Their only loss is at North Carolina, the second game of the season, and they've killed everybody. 81 points a game, over 50% of their shots are from three-point range. I got to shout out my alma mater, West Liberty University, a D2 powerhouse in basketball. They got two West Liberty University D2 transfers on this team. Their leading scorer, Dalton Bolin, 13 points a game. They also have Pat Robinson the third coming off that bench, giving us good minutes. This team runs and guns. They play a lot like my team does in D2. Mm. And I'll tell you what, Charleston, man, if you haven't seen them play, they are fun to watch. They run, they gun, and they play defense. They've won 14 straight games, the longest winning streak in Division One. Give me Charleston, baby. They're playing Delaware, who's 9-6. and six. Charleston's going to be the favorite to win this conference. If Charleston gets to the dance, look out for them to be upset alert on whoever they play <clears throat> because the style they play is so different. They run and gun. They literally press you the whole game and they shoot threes, just like my my mom mater does. I'm laying the 12 points with Charleston. I think they blow out Delaware by double digits. Well, this is going to be a tough a tough game for me, but I'm going to ride with you. Charleston actually does play close games uh, in history with Delaware, but I think this is a, a new season. Charleston is 15-1. and one. I think they can go ahead and take care of business today over this Delaware Hens team. Yep. Um, I'll go ahead and ride with you. Not one of my favorites, but I'll ride with you minus 11 oh, and a half. And uh, we'll buy a hook. I'm going to buy a hook minus 11. All right. We got 11 somewhere. Good good line chopping there, Boogie. So we are we are tapped into Charleston minus 11. Big win for Charleston today. This is actually going to be our fourth and final drink bet. And I have some personal beef with you because of this. Because we <laughs> talked about this yesterday. And when I shouted you that we were, we were predicting what the line was going to be. And it looks like the cheapest line of all time. Which I can't believe that this is the line that they're giving us. It's the number three ranked team in the country, the Kansas Jayhawks, the defending national champions. They're 13 and 1. They're 2 and 0 in conference play. They're traveling down country roads. Take me home, baby, to West Virginia. West Virginia 10 and 4, 0 and 2 in conference. Another one of those teams that had a promising non-conference schedule, a 10 and 2 start in the top 25. They've dropped their first two on the road at Kansas State, at Oklahoma State. Close games in both. But I'll tell you what, man, this West Virginia team. They have gave Kansas problems down in Morgantown. 
Kansas has lost five of the last six games down there in Morgantown, West Virginia. Cheapest line I've ever seen, minus two. Come on. You and I argued about this ferociously, it seemed like, in the last couple days. You already know where my head's at, baby. Give me my my West Virginia Mountaineers. Probably going to win outright. I'll play it safe. I'll take the two points. Rock, chalk, Jayhawk. Give me Kansas, baby. Kansas gets it done on the road. They do have a tough fight with them with West Virginia in pass. But there's no way that this team loses this game. I'll take Kansas short and sweet. Give me Kansas on the money line, my friends. I love it. What's the money line? What you got? I got 125. 125. All right, Kansas money line minus 125 for our fourth and final drink bet. We wrap up college basketball with a couple of West Coast games that none of us really know about. And I'm going to tell you right now, Boogie, the look from the looks of things, this team that I'm about to shout out is looking very, very good. Mountain West play here. We are looking at UNLV in New Mexico. UNLV fits the mold of a fantastic non-conference team, 11-1, and then they come into conference, they're 0-2. They lost at 3-0 overtime to San Jose State. They lost at home to San Diego State by 9. They're 0-2 in conference. New Mexico was the last undefeated team remaining in Major Division I, but they fell 71-67 at Fresno State, which is no easy task. Going on the road's tough. I'll tell you a team I don't trust going on the road is UNLV. Going on the road here against New Mexico, good luck. Um, Jamal Mashburn Jr., 18 points a game for the for the Lobos. They're playing down at the pit today. They're 8-5-1 against the spread. I think UNLV is a straight pretender, and I think New Mexico might blow them out. So I'm going to lay the five points with New Mexico. New Mexico minus five against UNLV. They win by double digits. Yeah, it's tough to win down there in the pit. Yeah, good luck. They're going to go down and get beat by double digits. New Mexico minus five. And I think hell's freezing over because Boogie is not going only against Arizona. He's going against his second most bet team in his history, the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Gonzaga, 13-3, 2-0 in conference, number nine in the country, visiting Santa Clara, who's very good, 14-4, 2-1 in the West Coast here. Should be a good game. Drew Timmy, National Player of the Year candidate, 22-8 a game. They got a loaded squad. I think it's really funny that, that Boogie lays whatever points with Gonzaga and Arizona, and now you're getting max value with these two teams because neither of them have covered the last couple games. Now all of a sudden Boogie jumps ship and he takes the other side. Boogie, you're actually fading Gonzaga today against Santa Clara. I am. The books are starting to get a little bit smart on this. Gonzaga's actually 1-4 against the spread their last five road games. 4-14-3 against the spread their last 21 games against a team with a winning record. Um, and Santa Clara, psh, man, this team is 14-4, and 2-1 and one in the West Coast Conference. They are 4-0 and oh against the spread of their last four games overall and 4-1 and one against the spread of their last five home games. I got to go ahead and take the home team here plus nine in a closer game than people think. Right. Gonzaga almost got a scare, or they did get a scare against San Francisco, only winning by two. Uh, give me Santa Clara plus nine Points. Santa Clara plus nine to wrap up college basketball. That's ten picks apiece. We now segue into the NFL. And we talked about how important this NFL week was for most of these teams. And I got to tell you something, Books. This is a, this is a big couple of games we got here. Sure we got a, is. We got an ESPN doubleheader. 130 ESPN, 515 ESPN. Two games with tremendous playoff implications involved. And we start out here in Las Vegas. 
the Kansas City Chiefs, who are 13 and three, against the Oakland. Whoa, the Oakland, the Las Vegas the Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders, who are six and ten. They they had Jarrett Stidham playing last week, and he played pretty well. They lost 37-34 in overtime to the Denver Bron- or to the uh, San Francisco 49ers. This line here has jumped to Kansas City minus nine and a half, which works well in our favor. Let me tell you a little story here. The Raiders are out. All they're doing is trying to play spoiler here. Okay? That's all they're trying to do. It's a big rivalry. They're trying to prevent Kansas City from getting the number one seed. If Kansas City wins, they're the one seed. Now, the only reason that they're in this situation, that they're the one seed, is the fact that the Bills game was canceled. So, let's fast forward a little bit. If if Kansas City wins this game, they clinch home field advantage. They can also clinch home field if Buffalo loses tomorrow against the Patriots. And if that happens, Buffalo gets the one and the Patriots get the last seed in the AFC. Amazing. Big time, right? Now, here's the kicker. If Kansas City wins today, they get the one seed. (coughs) But if if they win and Buffalo win tomorrow, Kansas City gets quote-unquote the one seed, but they don't necessarily get home field advantage throughout the AFC playoffs. This game will be decided on a neutral site if Kansas City and Buffalo meet in the AFC Championship game if Kansas City and Buffalo both win. They don't want to do Buffalo dirty for canceling the game, so instead of having to go to Kansas City, they'll play somewhere else. That'll be amazing. Very interesting. That's good, though, on the NFL. Yeah, good good move because, in, in hindsight, if Buffalo would have finished that game and beat Cincinnati and then beat the Patriots, they would be the one seed. Kansas City kind of got gifted this opportunity. And uh, we'll see if they can take advantage of it. Now, I'm not saying they won't take advantage of it, but I think laying nine and a half points on the road against a Raiders team who's been playing pretty well, I think it's too many points. And you're you're giving me nine and a half. I'm buying the Raiders the plus ten, and I am going to the window with the Las Vegas Raiders getting ten. I think they're going to do everything they can to try to spoil this for the Chiefs. And that's what's going to happen. Raiders plus 10. Yeah, there's a lot of motivation for both teams here. Uh, Chiefs obviously are vying for a number one seed. Um, Josh McDaniels on the other side, the coach for the Raiders. Uh, I mean, is his job on the line? You know, that's another question. Jared Stidham auditioning for next year. Uh, played great against that San Francisco defense. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not sure what's going to happen with this kid, but he should be uh, showing some grit. And I like him. I think that... Uh, the Raiders going ahead forward without Derek Carr. I think that there's going to be a lot of changes next year. Um, and the Raiders almost did win this game last time in Kansas City. I think if the Raiders have a chance here, they're going to have to depend on Josh Jacobs and some smart play uh-huh. by this new kid, Jared Stidham, playing at that quarterback position. Uh-huh. Nonetheless, give me the Raiders plus the points. I like the 9.5. I'll buy it to 10 as well. Getting 10 points at home in a spoiler game. I think the Raiders could try to play spoiler here and kind of make the Chiefs sweat a little bit. Chiefs defense is not as great as it used to be. You already said it. They already almost won in Kansas City. We'll see what happens here today. But, yeah, Raiders getting the points all day long. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, Our last game on our docket here is a win-and-get-in game. It's what we've all been waiting for. It's a standalone game. 5.15 p.m. ESPN. It's Saturday night football. And it's for the AFC South Championship. Now, let me paint a picture for you. The Titans are 7-9, and nine, and the Jaguars are 8-8. Eight and eight. 
Jacksonville has bursted onto the scene with four straight victories. Coming back to life after a 4-8 and eight start to get to 8-8, eight and eight, they now take on a Titans team who have lost several in a row. The Titans started this year, Boogie, 7-3. and three. They've lost whew, not six in a row, I think it is. They're starting Joshua Dobbs. Jacksonville's on fire. Trevor Lawrence proving to be a very good number one pick. Tennessee can only get to the playoffs if they win this game. If Tennessee wins... They win the South, they get the fourth seed, they host a playoff game. Derrick Henry is playing today, just so everybody knows. They lose this game, they're out. Simple as that. Jacksonville, Jacksonville wins this game, they win the South. Jacksonville still has an outside shot, though, to get in. If they lose this game, they still clinch a playoff berth, but they would need the Dolphins to lose to the Jets, the Patriots to lose to the Bills, and the Steelers to lose to the Browns tomorrow. They lose... They're going to be sweating all day, hoping these three teams lose as well so that they can get in and they get a wild card. Best case for the Jags is win and get in, and I think that's what they're going to do. Jacksonville's on fire. Trevor Lawrence, like I said, proving to be the number one pick. He has the highest QBR in the last 10 weeks. He's playing out of his mind. I think this team gets it done today, and Tennessee's decimated with injuries. Obviously, Tannehill out, Malik Willis out, starting Joshua Dobbs, who they obtained from the practice squad of the Detroit Lions. Um, I don't see a lot of offense from the Titans. I think Jacksonville being at home, they're going to be fired up because they win this game. They get a home playoff game the following week, so their fans get back-to-back home games here. And Jacksonville's dangerous, man. Trevor Lawrence has been balling. Minus six and a half. I'll buy the hook. Jacksonville minus six. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I like Jacksonville minus six today. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, man, what a year that this kid's having. And what a turnaround for the Jacksonville Jaguars after a tumultuous season last year with that ridiculous Urban Meyer as their coach last year. Um, This team is on fire. They're young. They're great. They're gritty. Um, They have a lot of spunk in them and fire. Uh, Like you said, Tennessee has lost six straight after starting seven and three. They're now seven and nine. Jacksonville's won four straight currently. Uh, the first time these, these two teams met, also Jacksonville won 36-22 on the road on December 11th. Yep. Um, and this is another another reason why I think you got to back this Jacksonville team. I think they're hungry, and I think that they can smell a playoff uh, for everything that they had to go through last year. I have to think that the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to win and cover yep. double-digit win here. Big shout-out to Jacksonville, Boogie. In 2020, when we started this pod, this was the worst team in football, and they had the number one pick. They took Trevor Lawrence. It was a tough rookie season. It was a tough start to this year, but the last several weeks, Jacksonville is looking more and more like a playoff team, and quite frankly, a team that I don't really want to see. Um, no, know. I probably don't want to see them either I mean, and if I'm, I'm an AFC team. Yeah, I mean, if, if all goes according to plan with our prediction here and you take a look at the playoff picture, Jacksonville's either going to get the Chargers or Baltimore in, um, in that first round. And I'll tell you this, Lamar Jackson's not playing this week. And it's going to be a tall task to beat Cincinnati without him. So, But if they play the Chargers, I'm a little scared of that. I think Justin Herbert might be able to go down to Jacksonville and really cook them up in, in advance. If they could draw Baltimore in that first round, they bring Lamar back the first game, who knows? Jacksonville's going to be at home. We'll see what they can do. I think they win and cover tonight. They secure that four spot. And then we go into Sunday with one spot left. And hopefully my Steelers get it. (laughs) Um, 
that's a wrap for episode 208. We actually are going to come back to you tomorrow morning again. Uh, we kind of took New Year's off. Holidays are over, so you'll get more and more of Boogie and the Bear in here. But uh, it's best bet time. And since we have two NFL games and a laundry list of college basketball, I think it's about time to go with a best bet. The 9 a.m. games have already uh, tipped off, so I don't want to go best bet um, with the 9 a.m. slate. So, Boogie, with that being said, you look through your games. Who's your best bet in college basketball today? Boogie's blockbuster best bet for college basketball is going to be those Kansas Jayhawks. Sorry, my friend. Kansas Jayhawks get the cover. They not only get the cover, you could take them on the money line however you want, minus $1.25 or minus a bucket on minus two points. But Kansas Jayhawks to take care of business on the road against West Virginia Mountaineers. Oh, man. Good luck with that, brother. Kansas money line for Boogie. I'm going with the New Mexico Lobos. They're laying five down at the pit today against UNLV. UNLV is overrated. This is value at its finest. This is a double-digit win for New Mexico. I'll lay the five with the Lobos at home. Jamal Mashburn dominates, puts up 20-plus. For football, Boogie, I got to go with Jacksonville. Jacksonville for my best bet, laying the six points. I think they take care of business today, and they cover against Tennessee. It's a touchdown to a 10-point victory for the Jags. You know, I also like the uh, Jaguars as well, but something to mention that uh, I did not before with this Chiefs-Raiders game, the Chiefs are 0-6 against the spread their last six AFC West games, Mm. 0-4 against the spread their last four road games, the Raiders are 4-0 against the spread their last four in the AFC West game, and also 6-0 their last six games against the spread against teams with a winning record. Yeah. I think Jared Statham shows some little gut and grit here. Right. I'm going to take the Raiders as Boogie's blockbuster best bet in the NFL today. Raiders plus 9.5 to 10. Raiders plus Shop that line. Raiders plus 10. Kansas money line to beat West Virginia for Boogie. New Mexico minus 5. And Jacksonville minus 6. Two favorites for my best bet. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Episode 208 is over. We will come back tomorrow. Tomorrow's show, we will have our national champion pick. We'll break down that national championship game. We have a full NFL slate to go over. Um, May even sprinkle in a couple college basketball picks because Sunday college hoops is always fun too. So we will see you guys tomorrow for episode 209. But 208 is done, and we will see you guys tomorrow. Bear now. Boogie out.